Hello, the creatives and the curious. My name is Pendo, and welcome to 12 Point Font, my writing podcast where I answer questions, conduct interviews, give advice, point out resources, gush over my favorite books, writers, and, well, things, and then just generally babble as I model my way through the world of words. Today is episode 34. What? I know. And we will be covering cohesion in writing, what that means and why it is important. But first, the idiomatic expression for today comes from Croatia, and it is Mirna Bosnia, which translates roughly to peace in Bosnia. So to find out what this means, apart from the obvious literal translation of it, to find out what it means, put, put your Google right away, stick around till the end of the show instead, where I have masterfully crafted for you a wonderful writing prompt as well as the definition, of course, to this beautiful Croatian idiom. All right, getting right into it. I just, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Amy Tan is a master of cohesion. Ah, okay. If you weren't here last episode, let me explain. We are doing a series based on the book Light the Dark, edited by Joe Fassler, of course. Inside of it, writers talk about what has inspired them to keep writing and other writers that have given them big eureka moments. So, what we are doing is going through the book, author by author, author's inspiration by author's inspiration, and just picking out things that we can hopefully potentially learn from them. This episode, Amy Tan. And Amy Tan is, as I said, a master of cohesion. She is excellent at it. She leaves the reader with just enough periphery information to latch onto something, just enough to not be entirely submerged in confusion or dazed or dazzled in the ever-changing landscape of her book, which was, of course, Joy Luck Club. If you were here last episode, you know that is the book that we were reading of hers. She plays with time in that book the way cats play with prey. She keeps the structure firmly in her sight, but lets it wander a bit before she recaptures it. Tan is a master of cohesion, and she knows it. So what is cohesion in structure? What does it have to do with clarity? And what made the Joy Luck Club work? Well, the last question I probably couldn't fully answer if I was Tan herself. I could, of course, provide you with some hints, though, some top tips to help you be the master manipulator of story like she is. These top tips, the answer to the third question, if you will, lies in the answer to the first and second question. What is cohesion in structure and what does that have to do with clarity? Cohesion is basically sense of flow. It is our subconscious analysis of how well ideas fit together, and this can be on a micro scale, like a word-to-word or sentence-to-sentence basis, or a macro scale, paragraph-to-paragraph, chapter-to-chapter, book-to-book, perhaps, if you're working on a series, or anthology-to-anthology. So how do we achieve cohesion? It's pretty simple. Not easy, but pretty simple. It's just parallels and repetition. Let's look at two completely different works of Tan's. Let's look at an abbreviated version of the excerpt she wrote from Light the Dark and the preface from Joy Luck Club. Yes? Here we go. The old woman remembered a swan she had bought many years ago in Shanghai for a foolish sum. The woman and the swan had sailed across the ocean many thousands of li wide, stretching their necks towards America. On her journey, she cooed to the swan. In America, I will have a daughter just like me. But over there nobody will say her worth is measured by the loudness of her husband's belch. Over there nobody will look down on her because I will make her speak only perfect American English. But when she arrived in the new country, the immigration officials pulled her swan away from her, leaving the woman fluttering her arms and with only one swan feather for a memory. 
now the woman was old, and she had a daughter who grew up speaking only English. For a long time now, the woman had wanted to give her daughter the single swan feather and tell her, This feather may look worthless, but it comes from afar and carries with it all my good intentions. And she waited, year after year, for the day she could tell her daughter this in perfect American English. I used to read a thesaurus searching for the words that meant exactly what I felt, and I could never find them. I could never find a word that meant everything I felt inside me. I always felt the words were inadequate, that I'd never been able to express myself, ever. All right, could you spot the break? Could you spot where the two stories diverged? Okay, probably. I'll read the ending of the Joyluck excerpt and the beginning of the Light the Dart excerpt again. And she waited year after year for the day she could tell her daughter this in perfect American English. I used to read the thesaurus searching for words that meant exactly what I felt. What about where they connect? Where do these ideas come together? Meanings, understandings, words. In both excerpt, Tan is talking about communication, about feeling that words are inadequate, about cloistering your feelings behind insufficient language. If you couldn't find where the two stories separated in the first reading, if you couldn't even imagine that these two excerpts weren't part of the same work, you are experiencing cohesion. Now this is of course a more macro look at cohesion, it's not exactly a practical explanation of how to do it though. How do you find it in your own work? How do you employ it so that no matter what structure you decide to give your work, you won't lose your audience? To do this, let's discuss what makes something incoherent. What does it look like when there is no cohesion? In the book, Style, the Basics of Clarity and Grace, Joseph M. Williams and Joseph Bizup say that something is incoherent for three reasons. One, the subject of your sentences, in this case, paragraphs or chapters or books, are unrelated. Two, these sentences or paragraphs or books, etc., share no common themes or ideas. Or three, the paragraph, chapter, book, etc., has no one defining passage. Inversely, if you want something to feel cohesive, your work needs to be related, share a common theme, and have a point. Do yourself a favor. Write a five-sentence paragraph about water. See, I have given you a topic. There is your subject. Go ahead and write it in your head if you're out and about and you don't want to get out of paper or your phone. Press pause and go on. Go on, I'll wait. Okay, now write about what water feels like. That's your thesis. This time, only do three sentences. Go ahead, pause here, I'll wait. How did they feel to you? How did they sound? All right, let's look at mine. Here is my first paragraph. Water is fun. Water is made out of oxygen. Water hydrates. I like water. Drinking water is good for your body. Here is my second. Water can feel like fire, hot and scalding over your body, like touching flames from a faucet. Which one sounded more cohesive? Which one felt more cohesive? Which one felt more disjointed? Didn't make as much sense. It's the second paragraph that is the more cohesive, the one that makes more sense. The question is why? Let's look at that very first sentence again. Yes? See, the very first sentence in the second paragraph, we have introduced the reader, in this case the listener, to the subject, the main defining message, and connected them by a single idea. Water can feel like fire. We have water, there is our subject. Then we have can feel, which is the verb and also the main idea. 
What does water feel like? Well, like fire. There's your object, which is the third main component of an average successful sentence, but also is the defining statement. I mean, compare this to the first paragraph. Water is fun. Water is made out of oxygen. I like water. It just feels disjointed. Even though water is basically in every sentence, the reader or listener is lost. It's jerky, it lacks rhythm, and even though most of the sentences have a clear subject-verb-object, the combination of them lack cohesion. Writing like this makes the reader ask, what's the point? And usually after that question comes the declaration that, if this has no point, why am I reading it? Then the reader will put down the book or the poem, etc., and that is that. So now we know what makes a work feel incoherent, uncohesive. To reiterate, this is that the subject of your sentences, in this case, paragraphs or chapters or books or whatever, are unrelated. The sentences, paragraph, books, etc., share no common themes or ideas, or three, the paragraph, book, chapter, etc., has no one defining passage. Thank you again, Basics of Clarity and Grace by Joseph M. Williams and Joseph Bizup. So, now it's time for you to do it. Here are some helpful tips to help make this process easier, hopefully, to try and make your sentences, paragraphs, etc., more cohesive. Try and begin your work with information the reader already has. Then end the sentences with the new information. For example, there are many stars in the Milky Way. Stars give off light in waves that travel through space and make them visible to the human eye. See how we introduced stars from the previous sentence in the beginning of the first sentence and then added on the information? Of course, this doesn't always need to be the case. Amy Tan specifically does the exact opposite of this, mixing up time and people and place and setting to great effect. But here's the thing. Tan also gave us the point. Tan told us what the book was about in the first paragraph. In the prologue, Joy Luck was about mothers and their relationships with their daughters and the way that cultures shape you and change you. I mean, it's about people and places and the ways that places change people and vice versa. It's about family and what family means and faith and what that means and trying to understand and failing to understand and the repercussions of these miscommunications. And so, of course, there is more that I could say about cohesion and about putting things together and about helping the reader to follow along with the writing, but here's the golden rule. Here's the most important thing, I think, to take away, if nothing else. Cohesion over clarity. Both if you can help it, but if you can't help it, cohesion over clarity. And if you need a masterclass on the power of cohesion, Amy Tan's Joy Luck Club has got your back. All right! Next episode, we will be diving into Elizabeth Gilbert with Eat, Pray, Love, or we are going to be talking about Walt Whitman's poem, A Song of Myself. So pick those up if you care to. Otherwise, I'm still debating with myself which Neil Gaiman book we're going to be doing. Uh, but while I figure that out, I'm going to go ahead and recommend Neverwhere because I found it brilliant. So there is your book rec for this week. Here is an excerpt of that read by Neil himself, which is a funny pun if you follow him on Twitter. The night before he went to London, Richard Mayhew was not enjoying himself. He had begun the evening by enjoying himself. He had enjoyed reading the goodbye cards and receiving the hugs from several not entirely unattractive young ladies of his acquaintance. 
He had enjoyed the warnings about the evils and dangers of London, and the gift of the white umbrella with the map of the London Underground on it that the lads had clubbed together to buy him. He had enjoyed the first few pints of ale, but then, with each successive pint of ale, he found he was enjoying himself significantly less, until now he was sitting and shivering on the sidewalk outside the pub in a small Scottish town, weighing the conflicting merits of being sick and not being sick, and not enjoying himself at all. That brings us to the end of this episode. That is all I have today for you, dear listeners. If you want more, come on over and hang out with me on Instagram or Twitter at Pendoland, or you can check out my website at Pendoland.com. If you're not yet tired of my voice for some reason, you can go ahead and head on over to my scarcely used YouTube channel, also at Pendoland. If you have any questions or comments you want me to read on the show, send them on over to 12pointfont at gmail.com. That's 12ptft at gmail.com or tag me on social media with the hashtag 12pointfont, just like the show title. The intro and outro for the podcast is Mary Pop Poppins by True Loves. All of this and, of course, anything else I talked about in the show will be linked in the show notes as well. If you have a second, I'd super duper appreciate it if you give this a good rating on iTunes and slash or Google Podcasts. It just helps out a lot with visibility. If you do, you can go ahead and just message me and I'd be happy to give you a shout out in the next show. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Now, for the idiomatic expression of today, today's was peace in Bosnia, which is the English equivalent, interestingly, of Bob's your uncle. Which, if you also don't know what that one means, it's basically a saying that's used as an exclamation when something has been solved or completed in a manner that suggests immediate success. For example, We'd been trying to fry the potatoes all day, but the oil just wasn't getting hot. Then my wife plugged in the gas and, peace in Bosnia, it lit up like a firework. (laughs) So, for your writing prompt, I want you to go ahead and write a scene in which your characters are struggling with something and come up with a creative solution for it that has an immediate effect. Kind of like what I did with my example sentence, but more and better. Extrapolate. Imaginate. That's not a word, but it's fun to say. Go have... This has been 12 Point Font reminding you to stay creative, stay curious, and stay writing. Until next time, that is goodbye. And the preface, preface, preface. Now, what about where do they connect? Then you are experiencing something called cohesion. Why did I say this time? Do three ton- sentences, or check out my website. Website, I say like that.